Hi, it's Sam. And this is Jared. And we are the Sci-Fi Scholars. And this is our Hunter Killer review. So Hunter Killer is a new movie with Gerard Butler about some submarine espionage and politics. Yeah, it's kind of like a naval movie, but adds in a bit of the the uh, the politics side of it and stuff like that. Obviously set in a fictional, not a fictional universe, but a fictional setup of uh, a political landscape. Yeah, that like, could still have been real. Yeah, so it's it actually has a similar feel to uh, the Hunt for the Red October. Type yeah. of movie, yep. but instead of being during the Cold War, this is a prelude for a potential new Cold War or new World War Three kind of yeah. more modern landscape rather than the actually set during a wartime. Is it they're technically at peace, Russia and America? But they may not like each other, which they explicitly say as well. Well, they don't like the president, but he's not the one that's calling the shots, which is kind of a where the story kicks off with yep. uh, one of the generals basically doing a coup and then it kind of just follows mainly Gerard Butler's character uh, as the captain of the, how was it called, the Arkansas? Yes, the Arkansas. Yeah, which is a hunter-killer submarine, class submarine, so hence the name. Uh, and then obviously it goes a little bit deeper than that, but that's the basic story. It's very by the numbers kind of. Yeah, a fair bit. Obviously because there's not as many naval movies as there are just military movies and then there's not as many submarine yeah. movies as there are naval movies, it's still quite a unique story that they're actually telling because there's not as much of this material still, out still there. still very uh, cringeworthy as well at times, I found. Look, yes. <laughs> Which and is not, not, not a bad thing. I actually surprisingly really enjoyed it because I kind of went in knowing what type of movies. So if you kind of go in knowing kind of... I, I likened it a little bit while I was wanting into the movie Battleship. Yep. Not in the sense that it's the same type of movie, but it's kind of got that, and the TV show The Last Ship as well, uh, it's kind of got that, uh, you know, hurrah the Navy. Yeah. Like, you know, or however, whatever they say. I probably got that wrong. They probably have something else. Anyway, the point is it's very, uh, you know, how good is the Navy, you know, making sure you know how good, those that are in the Navy are because they are. And I thought it was when you go in knowing that side of it, it's kind of had like a toned down Michael Bay sort of feel to it at times as well. In the sense that not that it's over the top gloriously just destruction and stuff, but in this type of story was quite simple and quite driving forward with a lot of cliched moments that I kind of was like, ah, here we go. And rolled my eyes too, but it has some pretty good actors in it too. It had Gary Oldman in it. Yes, it had some really good actors and also some really good. Like some of the scenes were really intelligent. Some of the scenes yeah. were really well thought out, and the, some of the ideas that people who are actually in the military would respect their equivalent counterparts, even yeah. though they're at war, especially more senior officers, which the two cap, like the the main Russian captain and the main American captain. They actually recognise something in each other of being a skilled and competent and honourable opponent and captain and that doesn't matter if they're actually at war or if their countries don't like each other or if the politicians involved aren't, I guess, honourable themselves. They know that within their own field and what they're actually doing that there's some level of camaraderie even though they're opposing forces. And that level of respect actually comes back in. 
like is an important part later on in the story where and part of almost part of the resolution in a way um which and 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 it's not something that the rest of the crew really agree with like the exo specifically even you know talks out against it yeah the best the best part about that is like you're going to be court-martialed for this and to which gerard butler's character replies and it's my job to keep you alive so you can testify (laughs) against me which is like the best shutdown of that of all time is like I don't care if I'm getting court-martialed. Like my primary duty is also to keep us alive. Like, yeah, and this is the right thing to do, which is one of his main things. And then he comes back later with, "So what's better, being right or alive?" And it's just like, "Yeah, suck yeah. it." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't either. But <laughs> it, it was interesting, and I like the way for me, for me. Like, uh, I found a lot of the sub sequences, like when they were in the sub, and they were obviously in a heightened alert of some sort form when they. Particularly the one scene that comes to mind is the scene where they're trying to go through a specific trench. Yep. And there's lots of explosives and other different types of stuff all the way through it, which is not meant for, like, it's in Russia's waters and stuff like that. I thought the level of tension they had in that was really well done and they actually, I thought they conveyed everything, seemed very accurate, like what would actually happen in the, mostly what would happen except for the one moment where they tried to ramp up the tension just that smidge too much. Yeah, and instead of being tense, we just both laughed. I think I laughed for a good five, ten seconds after that. Yeah, it was just they just pushed it too hard to the point of ridiculousness and it's like the same thing, like comedians will deliberately raise the tension as far as they possibly can and then do something a bit dumb or funny or not expected and that's what actually gets a huge release of laughter. Whereas this movie wasn't trying to cross that barrier, it was trying to push that barrier as far as it possibly could but then not actually go beyond the limit of... Yeah, which they did. It, the, what happened, uh, it's a bit of a spoiler but it's not that much. It's just in the middle of the scene they're meant to all be quiet because they're in a sub and it's uh, acoustic sounds at the time and they ramp up the tension by needing to tighten a bolt and I was like, oh, yeah, that worked. I was like, this is a bit cliched but it's working and then they just took that one step too far where he missed his pouch and then another guy caught it two, two centimetres off the ground. I was like, it didn't need that. The tension was there and like quite a, quite a big tension and even doing that scene, if they had just done that where he did it and then he put his thing away or even just slightly missed as we discussed after the movie and then put it back in, that would have been tension enough where you would have been... I probably would still laughed at that a little bit, particularly if he had missed. So I would have liked to have seen that to be... I know this is nitpicking now, I know. But that's us. Um, uh, instead of, you know, just get that tension, tightening it, and then put it into his pouch, it would have subverted that expectation, or particularly of mine, for it to turn into what it had turned into, which is why it was so funny to me because I was just like, Are you serious? You'd done everything else, kind of still a little cliched, but done in a way that I found intense. Yeah, because in this scene, obviously, they have basically no sound like sound in any of the parts of the ship. They've got everyone standing still and yeah. using silence in a movie already builds tension a lot. They could have, there's other because things. Because there was sonar depth or something like acoustic something yeah, so in the a, water. There's that, acoustic yeah. sensors in the water. So walking around on a ship or talking and stuff is actually detectable because basically it reflects and yeah. hits the sh- walls of the sub which goes in the water which could be detected. But the thing is they could have actually done other things to show additional tension. Because, for example, if if they switched the perspective of one of the sonar operators with his headset on and they and you heard a blip, like people, like 
the audience wouldn't have first picked up that that blip was in a headset and that would have yeah. like scared people as well like it that level of tension would have been yeah. there or even just leave it as just the dead silence because that was already you could just feel the tension of all the crew being like and the no other, one can screw up because we're dead yeah and the other part of that that was tension for the crew as well was they were trusting their captain who was trusting the russian counterpart captain yeah which i found to be a little bit like that that's kind of what added to that tension in that moment and you'd because he's kind of going as his entire crew, but they're all just going, well, you're our captain, we're going to follow you. So that added to the tent. Yeah, that just one little moment. There was a couple of times the way that happened. That's the main one that stood out. There was also some pretty terrible CGI from being straight in the movie that's really not going to age well. Like in even like a year or two time, you're going to look at it and go, oh. But that's kind of par for the course. I liked that they tried to push it a little bit with that sort of thing because obviously their budget probably wasn't huge. Um, those main, main scenes that I found were obviously when the sub was above water and they're either they were standing on top while it was traveling or at the, when they were standing on it at one point, um, with just water all around, it was pretty obvious that it was CGI, but that was the only like real major, major times that I was like, nah. yeah, but getting an actual submarine to film one's probably pretty expensive. Particularly like, like that they've done it. They used, I reckon, some real sub footage, yeah, which was cool. And then they just threw it, threw it in the end. I think, and there was a little bit of in credit scenes, but they literally were just a drone footage of a uh, sub fly, uh, flying. The sub was flying, guys. That's what. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the, the drone was the flying. drone. Yeah, the drone was flying. But there's also a, like a almost a sub story. Like the B story per se, that also ties in obviously to the main story, which I actually thought was done quite well as well, where they follow, uh, I think they're a SEAL team. Yes, there's some, some description of special forces yeah. team. They don't explicitly state what they are. Well, they're definitely special forces because they go behind enemy lines and they take off their dog tags and all their personal effects because yeah. they can't be found. Well, if they're found, they're they- not... They're not allowed directly, to admit to who they are. And they're not directly linked yeah. to the US. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But, and I love military style stuff. Like, I'm a big military guy. I love, one of the things that I see I really in movies and TV shows and stuff is when, you know, they have guns and stuff. I'm always looking at what type of gun they're using. I may not know what gun it is, but I'm like, oh, that one looks cool. And then it's all about what attachments they have on top of it as well, like, you know, what type of scope or something like that or whether it's meant he's meant to be the sniper guy or like what part of the team he is and I was obviously looking at that and I quite liked that side of it I thought they did a really good job of that I'm not sure how accurate it is because I have no idea yeah but it felt like that's something these guys would have done in that situation which is which is all a movie needs to do I mean yes someone that's properly informed is going to know hey man that is not what actually happens but you know whatever I'm not one of those guys, so I just enjoyed it for what it was. And also getting a special forces team into a foreign military base and then not getting detected like they did. Like there was a scene where the Russians were like, oh, there's a signal out there, let's go find it. And they yeah. didn't fully like, they didn't fully investigate every single possible nook and cranny on that base. No, they didn't. Which is I, obviously because if they that, did, did explore every single nook and cranny, they would have found the Americans and yeah. that would have been the end of the movie. But the, the whole point of that scene purely was to put a hindrance on one of the dudes. Yeah. That was like to ramp up the tension there. Like it it was a scene 
it, it almost felt like they didn't need to recognize that they'd found the signal that was on them. It almost would have worked better if they hadn't found the signal because then it wouldn't have. Yeah, like you said, it wouldn't have been one of those scenes where you're like, why aren't they fully checking instead of just randomly shooting at the. Yeah. That was one of my. That was my only gripe for that B story, really, when it came to. Oh, no, it's not the only one. But. It was a bigger issue. That was more of a plot. De- oh, yeah. It was a plot device that was trying to ramp up tension again, but kind of also just kind of made the Russians look stupid. And maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah. But. The other thing I really did like in this movie, so obviously at the v- early on, the two subs that are setting things up of what, what yeah. hunter killer class submarines do, that, so the first two subs get sunk. So people are like, all right, there's people, there's stakes, people can die. Yeah. But then a bit further in, the like the special forces team, they get significantly injured and eventually a couple of them die, which brings it from you've got, basically generic people who are in the intro dying to actually major characters being sacrificed. Well, it's semi-major, they're not. Yeah, but... Yeah. As opposed to some t- some movies don't kill anyone or they yeah. kill the whole like, sub of someone who you don't re- we never really meet. You're just like, oh, submarine over there got sunk and now we're getting retaliation. It's not the same level of stakes because you've never met those characters. Yeah. There's no interaction with them. It also made what they were talking about, how dangerous this mission for the team was actually kind of real rather than just going, that's so dangerous, and then all four of them going out with no props. Yeah, there was one point I thought it's possible this entire team is going to be sacrificed for this mission because, like, they'd actually done that well enough and they'd, admittedly, some of them got injured and killed off in stupid ways. Oh, mainly just one. The, The... yeah. But, like, for example, the other guy who had the explosion, he, he fell off. He was injured because he bounced and stuff, but he he bounced on the ground in a way that should have broken his back, yeah. and then he was running a bit further, and then he got shot. Like, it's – that was also dumb. Well, like, yeah, because he'd been shot before that as well. He'd been shot before He like because the explosion up on the balcony. He fell yeah, down yeah. and ricocheted, bounced around, but you see him land in a way that should have broken his back. Yeah. Like, because it hits, he hits like on a ledge between just like shoulder blades and yeah. stuff. So, like, it was a pretty intense fall. So, but the other guy got shot through the water and he was like three meters deep. Yeah. And the angle wasn't, didn't really seem to make sense. Yeah. So the water, the, the bullets were coming in on a 45 degree angle and all that sort of stuff. And it's the typical movie where you see, movie shot where you see people sh- shooting someone in the water, but. It's something that movies had st- have steered away from recently, which I'm thankful for because, correct me if I'm wrong, people, do it in the review comment section if we act to pull this up. But I, I, I was like, you know, didn't Mythbusters kind of Mythbust that and, yeah. so, and show that the bullets don't actually go much further than about a metre into the water? Well, even if you think about it, like, you can't propel stuff through water easily. Yeah. Like, it's just not possible. And so that's what I found most frustrating about that because he got into the water and at first I was like, ah, oh, sweet, he's safe now. That was my initial thoughts. And then they kept cutting back to him with bullets, like, swishing past him. And I'm like, oh, great, they're going to kill him in the water now. And literally one bullet hits him and he's dead. Which, yeah. I mean, yes, granted that can actually happen if a bullet hits you in the right spot, you can die within a few seconds. But no one else died from one shot like that. Okay, well, That's kind of my point. Except for, except for the scene where there's the, the standoff, like a couple of standoffs where yeah. they're like, the... Or was it the sniper who was killing with headshots, one shot? 
fair enough. But oh. the other scene in the Russian yeah. built like the Russian yeah. command, the Americans and their one Russian ally was killing people with a couple shots. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing I realized that we didn't discuss is part of the setup of the story was the military coup. Yeah. That well, the I, I said yeah. But anyway, the the whole yeah, there's a whole the whole sub story of story which ties into the main story is them saving the Russian president. The SEAL team is. Yes. Because he's been confined by his top military dude who yeah. wants a world war for so, no, not so, really explained reasons. So what he suggests the reason is, he suggests that the Russian president is weak and not defending Russia's like political and military power yeah. against the rest of the world properly. So he's going to confine, he's going like to basically lock the Russian president up Get into a war against America, which then gives him complete control because it's yeah. in that military thing. Anyway, it's that's what I mean by it's kind of got that real. Uh, when I said earlier, I can't remember exactly what I said, but like the it's almost like a B movie, yeah, sort of feel about it. It's kind of like, and he plays it the 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 main villain. I'm putting in quotation marks because I always forget you can't see me. Um, well, Sam can. You guys can't if you're listening. Anyway. <laughs> I go on random tangents. Yeah. He kind of plays it real campy, <clears throat> which is not a bad thing. It kind of adds to the fun of the movie. He, he kind of feels like the some of the characters you see in other movies where there's like a super villain, but like the head of the henchman kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. As opposed to a world. Like he's suggested to be like a. He's obviously planned this. He's obviously yeah. got a whole bunch of senior military people from this one base on his side because he is the head of yep. the Russian military and the president of Russia is going to go visit him to have some discussions about stuff. Which was a planned thing. And that's how he's taken advantage of the whole situation because yeah. he knows the Russian president's coming here. He's he's on his home soil. He's got loyal people to himself. And he can also then write his orders will be as if they're coming from the president. Like yep. he would just, he'd just tell everyone they're from the president and they won't question it either, which was... Part of what happened in the story, um, but overall, final thoughts are: go in expecting a B grade movie masquerading as almost an A grade movie. I say almost because it's not quite there, um, and going in for a good naval military, shut your brain off with a bit of attention, a little some good action as well. It's not over the top action. And if you like submarines and naval military stuff, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was a well-done movie. I think part of the lack of polish is there's not as many movies in this genre, so yeah. they don't maybe know some of the pitfalls or some of the things that have been... Like some of the, some movies you know if you try something, it's going to get rejected by the audience because other people have done it and no one said, like, that's just dumb. Yeah. Whereas this is... Like it's not a genre that's fully explored, but it's still a well-made movie for most of it. And it's an it, interesting movie. It falls movie. down a couple of times, but most movies do yeah. fall down at some points. And I mean, I would never recommend this as a good movie. Like as in, I wouldn't say, yeah, this is a good movie to watch. But if you're in the mood for that type of thing, like it, by all means, watch it. And if they ever made a sequel, I wouldn't bother because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> the only reason it would be to have the main Jared Butler to come back. And that'd be the only reason. And then it would be better to do a prequel rather than a sequel, and that's still not a good idea. Yeah, so oh, please don't make one. Yeah, because they're listening to it. It's a good standard. Yes, <laughs> yes, they're totally listening. Anyway, so 
that's our review for Hunter Killer. If you liked it, I think I'm not sure how podcasts work, but if you can subscribe, subscribe, write a review, that'll be helpful for us, and maybe share it with your friends because uh, that'll be fun. See ya.